All right. Thank you so much, Prophet Andrea. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight on behalf of the Scrabble Conservatory um, and Apostle Teresa Harvard Johnson. I want to welcome you to our Tuesday night um, Bible study. So um, as I said previously, I am going to be um, very brief. Um, what I want to talk to you guys about tonight um, is related to the past two teachings that we had. Um, so Prophet Andrea gave us a part two of the perfect conditions on Sunday entitled the eternal posturing. And it really, really blessed my soul. I, I had to hop off a little early, so I wasn't able to share um, my thoughts afterwards. Um, but I'll say it now that that teaching really, really touched me. Um, the first part of the perfect conditions was already a pivotal teaching for us at the conservatory and part two uh, was just as good. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is what I would call um, the royal posture, the royal posture. Um, this is not a continuation of Prophet Andre's teaching, but this is my interpretation um, or what I gleaned from um, the teaching on Sunday and Tuesday, last Tuesday's Bible study, where Prophet Andrea taught on the simplicity of Christ and um, tree or truth. So um, before I go into scripture, I do want to um, do some, go over some very basic things. The definition that we received on Sunday of posture um, was the state or condition at a given time, especially with respect to capability in particular circumstances. So I'm going to repeat that. Um, the state or condition at a given time, especially with respect to capability in particular circumstances. I think we all understand physical posture and how it can represent an internal state or a condition. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, when we pray or when we worship and we lift up our hands, that's supposed to represent an inward surrender. Lifting up your hands means that you surrender, even in um, outside of the religious world. You know, when you're having an interaction with a, a law enforcement, lifting up your hands is supposed to mean, you know, you're surrendering. Um, when you bow down, whether that's in a religious setting or that's, you know, you're going to see the king or, or you know, when you bow down, that's supposed to mean that you, you honor that person or you respect um, the individual that you're bowing to. Um, so what I want to focus on tonight is our inward posture and how that can hinder us or help us in the perfect conditions that we are faced with. So the way I plan to use the word posture tonight is the state of mind or condition of the heart at any given time, especially with respect to different circumstances or different conditions. So um, before I go into scripture, I do want to give you guys a a practical example, right? Um, back in 2017, I got into um, I got into a car accident. I actually got into two car accidents that day. It was Friday the 13th. I know it was very weird. Um, 
after the first accident, um, my dad was like, oh, you should have just went home because that was a good day or something like that. But anyways, so somebody had T-boned me, um, random anecdote, somebody had T-boned me um, in this accident and um, I, I wasn't harmed, like I didn't have any broken bones or anything like that. I didn't have any outward injuries. I ended up going to the emergency room that same day um, and I was uh, released that same day. They told me that that I was fine and, you know, I didn't have any injuries. So, you know, I went home and I moved on with my life, right? What I ended up finding out was that I was not fine. I wasn't any, um, I wasn't in any pain per se, but what I ended up finding out was that my back was no longer like aligned and my posture was off, but I didn't realize it. Um, and this is a true story. It just, you know, coincidentally happens to go with the teaching that I have for you guys tonight. Um, my posture was off. And so, but when I would walk, I didn't notice it. I didn't notice at all. I, I, I was fine. You know, I was doing, it didn't, um, inhibit any of my daily activities or anything like that. It was just that one morning I, I woke up and my feet started hurting and I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, so I went, ended up going to a, a physical therapist cause I couldn't understand how I had gotten into an accident months ago. I felt fine. And then I randomly started feeling pain, you know, months after the accident took place. Um, as you can see where I'm going with this, how many of you guys know that the pain was not random? So I ended up having several tests done. I had to get x-rays and an MRI done. And the physical therapist told me that because my back was not aligned, it made me start walking differently. I ended, I started putting more pressure on my feet to make up for the weight that was not being evenly distributed throughout my body. And I'm not a, you know, a doctor or anything like that. Um, but the improper posture of, of one area of my body started causing pain in another area of my body. So I had to start doing stretches in my foot to deal with the pain um, while I went to a physical therapist to get my posture back. And once my posture was corrected, I was no longer in pain, right? So that's going to be the overarching theme of tonight, right? What is your posture? Are you a posture? Are you aligned? Are you out of alignment? But once my posture was corrected, I was no longer in pain. So we are going to look at a couple different um, scriptures tonight. Um, basically, I want to talk about Abbott and all that it means to this. Basically detailing um, different postures, right? So the first scripture that I want to look at is um, Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 6. And I believe Prophet Andre did talk about this scripture um, on Sunday. And it says, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, but God being so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love, with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ for by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him when we believe and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. So like I said earlier, 
if I had to give this teaching a title, it would be um, the royal posture. Because as we read here in this scripture, it states that first we were dead and now we are alive. I believe that being alive for at the in the simplest term is a posture because a lot of us are walking around as if we are not alive as if we had not been made alive with Christ right and when you read the scripture this is past tense it's already happened it was already done on our behalf the scripture says while we were yet sinners Christ died for us so this is not something that has to happen in the future this is not something that we have to work towards this is something that has already happened and it says he raised us up together with him and seated us with him in heavenly places right now right now that is our reality today that is not a reality that's waiting to occur, but that is our reality today that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. First Peter two verse nine says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm going to put this scripture right here and I'm going to talk about um, Hebrews 9, right? So I've read Hebrews 9. It's a scripture that I've read before, um, but I reread it today in preparation um, for this teaching tonight. And it talks about um, how in the old covenant, how the tabernacle was set up, right? There were a lot of rules and regulations that people had to follow in order to worship. And Hebrews 9 discusses it in great detail. And it talks about how um, the instructions that were given to Moses in order to build the tabernacle was to create two rooms. And there was an inner room and there was an outer room. And um, the two rooms were separated by a curtain. And the first room, which is also called the outer room, that was where the priests would go. Um, they would do ministry there. They would break bread. They would burn incense. They would bring offerings. They would do all of that in the first room. And regular people were not allowed to go into that first room. Commoners couldn't go into the first room. The priests, they acted as representatives for people, for regular people like you and I. If we were not priests, if we if we would not be allowed to go into, um, into the first room at all. And the second room, so the first room was called the, the holy place. And the second room was called the most holy place. And it was the holy of holies, only the high priest could go into the second room. And um, I guess I must have forgotten, but apparently the high priest could only go into the second room once a year. It wasn't like they could go in there every day. It was like an annual thing. And um, they could only go into the second room on the day of atonement, right? But when you read the scripture, 
um, verse 11, it says, but when Christ came as high priest, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. If you read verse 15, it says, for this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised internal inheritance. We have an inheritance. We have a promised eternal inheritance. We have direct access to the holy of holies. We don't have to wait for the day of atonement to be able to have access to God. We don't have we don't need a priest to go in there and to represent us anymore. We have access. We have direct access today. We have direct access every day. And the problem comes when we walk around, when we live life, and we don't realize who we are and whose we are. We are not common. We are not everyday people. We are royalty. When, when you are royalty, you live with purpose. You walk with purpose. You, we don't live in a way that is haphazard. We don't live life waywardly we don't live life going to and fro depending on the direction of the wind but we live intentionally we live with purpose we are chosen we are set apart for such a time as this we are a consecrated nation and the definition of consecrated is to devote or dedicate oneself to a sacred purpose that is who we are that is who we are. We are royalty. And I believe that a lot of times when we find ourselves off balance, it's because we don't have the right mindset. We don't have the right condition of the heart. We don't, we don't walk as if we are royalty. We walk as though we are still commoners. We walk as though we still need a priest to, to be able to have access to God. We walk as though we, we don't have that access when we do. We walk as though Christ didn't die to give us that access. We walk as though we live as though the veil has not been torn. We live as though we are not royalty. We are not kings and priests. That's how we live. And I believe that that improper posture we don't walk as if we're sons it throws off balance everything else in our life so that's the question that i want to ask you guys tonight are you off balance do you have the right posture are we perceiving situations the circumstances the conditions of our life with the right mindset with the right posture so um the next thing i wanted to bring up so like i told you guys i was doing a, a shameless plug for the uh connecting book discussion that we have on saturdays and um this particular saturday sorry my computer's dying um this particular saturday we talked about um We can't hear you, Minister Sam. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, 
So on Saturday, when we had our um, book discussion, give me one second, I'm gonna take a sip of water. We talked about um, how Jesus was, we know that Jesus was God in the flesh, right? But we talked about how um, Jesus set aside his godhood, his deity, right? His, um, his deity to be able to be that example for us on earth. When you read, um, it says I keep losing sound. Do you, can you guys hear me? Yes, I can now. Okay. 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 So um, we talked about our, in, during our book discussion on Saturday, we talked about how Jesus set aside his, um, his Godhood so that he could truly be God in the flesh on earth, right? John 14, verse 10, it says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And the reason why I bring up that scripture is because Christ fully relied on God. He didn't do any miracles until he was anointed by Holy Spirit. And um, time and time again, we see in scripture where Christ states that the miracles he was performing was not because of his own power, but the power of his father. We are in that same position now. Christ didn't have a leg up on us when he was on earth than we do now because he ensured that he waited until he was um, anointed by Holy Spirit to do miracles. I'm sorry, give me one second. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, your patience. Um, so as I was stating, right, um, this was a discussion, part of a discussion that we had on Saturday. Um, and John 14 verse 10 says, don't you believe I am the father, I, that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. And what I wanted to emphasize with that scripture is the fact that Jesus really walked this earth as if he was us so that he could be the perfect example for us in how to walk on this earth. He didn't do miracles until he was anointed by Holy Spirit. And um, every time he did a miracle, he attributed it to his father, to God. He didn't take any credit for what he was doing. He gave it all to God. And we are in that same position now. And what I want to call out is that how he yielded to God, how he surrendered is a posture. It is a condition of the heart. It is a state of mind. Surrendering is a posture. And when you resist the move of God, 
or the hand of God on your life, you risk being off balance. Another posture that I want to call out is agreement, agreeing with what God has said, agreeing with the word of God. We don't have the right posture when we're disagreeing with God or when we're doubting what God has said or when we outright don't believe him. Another posture that I want to call out is humility. Humility is a posture. And I love this one because the scripture literally says pride will cause you to fall. Pride will cause you to be off balance. And uh, Proverbs 16 verse 18 said, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And 1 Peter 5 verse 5 to 6 says, Likewise, I'm reading from the Amplified Version, likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, tie on the servant's apron, for God is opposed to the proud. God is opposed to the the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them, but he gives grace to the humble. The next posture that I want to talk about briefly is uh, confidence. Confidence is a posture. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, let us then approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. As much as confidence is a posture, so is low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is a posture. That's you're literally denying who God has said you are when you have low self-esteem. That means you you have you don't believe that you're royalty. You don't believe that you are called, that you are chosen, that you are set apart. You don't believe that you are the apple of God's eye. You don't believe that Christ is mindful of you. That is, don't have the right posture. It will affect the way that you view every circumstance. When you have low self-esteem, that will affect the way that you view every circumstance. You will look at interactions. You will look at relationships as though um, someone is always attacking you or um, any any failure in the relationship or any failure in life that may just happen, you'll internalize it. You'll believe that it's a result of something that you did or it's because of you. You'll blame yourself for everything as opposed to walking upright, as opposed to walking with confidence, you're always on the defense, right, Apostle Pam? That is a posture. And so you have to recognize the different postures that you have in life so that you're able to recognize whether or not you're hindering your growth in a situation or it's propelling you, depending on the perfect condition that you have, that you're faced with in your life. Um, The next posture, I believe that standing in truth is a posture and believing a lie is a posture. As we saw last Tuesday, which I love, I absolutely loved um, this example that Prophet Andrea gave us last Tuesday when uh, she detailed how Eve was deceived when the serpent came to her and um, he came with a twisted truth. He came, he repeated what God had said, but he, it was distorted, right? And had Eve had the right posture, had she stood in her truth, well, let me, let me rephrase that. 
because that could mean something different these days. Had Eve had the right posture and stood in the truth of what God told her, the same way that years later, we see Jesus being faced with the enemy with the same lies, similar lies, and he stood in, in the truth that God told him. He repeated the word back to, uh, to the enemy. Had Eve done that, the situation could have been totally different, right? I was looking at um, some of my notes from some of the past teachings that we've had, and this was a quote that I had written down from Apostle Teresa, um, and it says, maturity is exchanging truth for lies. Maturity is exchanging truth for lies. And I wanted to add that maturity is reconciling who you are with who God says you are, with who you are called to be, who you were destined to be, who you were created to be before the very beginning of this earth. That, I believe, is what maturity is. Maturity is being awakened to Christ in you, being awakened that you have a savior in you, that you don't have to go to a temple anymore. You don't have to do all these rituals and you don't have to follow all these rules and regulations and the 500 and however many laws um, that there were in the old covenant in order for you to, to get a word from a priest or to have a priest bring something to God on your behalf. You don't have to do all of that. And maturity is being awakened to truth, being awakened to the fact that Christ lives in you. I really want to um, encourage you all this evening to check your posture, check your posture, ask God. It's, it's okay to pray the, those hard prayers, um, just like David prayed. And he said, God, search me because sometimes you don't realize where you are off balance until you, a situation blows up. You know, the same situation for me. Sometimes you don't know that something is off in your body until you start feeling pain. And it's a result of something you believe is totally unrelated. So ask God, pray tonight. Ask God, are you aligned with his truth today? What are some ways that you are off balance? What are some ways that your posture is incorrect that is hindering you from moving forward in the perfect condition that is hindering you from seeing your situation as a perfect condition. And um, that is all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank you for your patience um, with me. Um, and hopefully you were able to glean something um, from what I shared tonight. And now we open up the floor for questions or um, any comments. Um, let's see, hold on.